Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello Kuhn, Zaldar. I hit it the worst way after the first day. I'm eating it every day and twice on the Thursday. Blood thicker than water and pounds better than quarters. I'm smoking two joints while I'm knocking down your daughter. So it's easier to record your name than just finding an old episode and ripping out the intro. <laughs> That's all right. We're back again. Another episode. Jellicoon, Zolnar. Well, to hear my lovely, sultry voice again. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, it's, everyone just clamoring. So, you're back again. I had a wonderful show. I wanted to review that needs more love, so. What better way to come and act like my opinion actually matters? Exactly. Hey, that's why I started a podcast. Mm hmm. So, reviewing ACA 13 today. Yep, generally done ACCA 13, I think. Oh. But I'm not sure. People don't call it ACA. I haven't heard anybody say the name. Don't, you definitely don't put in ACA 13 when you look it up. Remember that second C? You get a very different thing if you put in ACA 13, especially if you're in the United States. But uh, Is it pornography? No, no. It was the American Care Act. Was, oh! So I got, I got an actual... I instantly went to like, I'm a lawyer. is it child porn? Like, you know, the ACA, and I read it, and it was kind of like, well, this is interesting, okay, but not what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's anime's really weird. It's full of government speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this synopsis is kind of funny. Why is Warren Hatch tell it? you a little bit of something about the show. There you go. All right. So, what have you? Uh, what have you been watching lately? So, besides finishing up a CCA thirteen, Aka thirteen. I don't know. <laughs> um, Territory Inspection Department being the subtitle. I've been watching Ergo Proxy, which Ooh, is very good. An old one. Yeah, it's an old one from two thousand. Uh, Crunchyroll just added it to there. Been watching it. Quite good. Uh, then I think that's about it, really. Okay. Yeah, I finished up Attack on Titan Season 2 last week. I uh, marathoned about eight episodes. I, don't, I had only gotten up to episode four. So I was like, well, it's show's over. Might as well just go ahead and uh, wrap it up, you know, get it done with. So look for a review of that on another episode with uh, Zach. Um, as he's also finishing it up. Um, really excited to talk about it. So, other than that, I haven't been doing too much. I've not been watching a lot of anime. Need to start getting into more. Anime front. Well, there is, you know, that nice little random button on the top of Crunchyroll. Really? Actually, you know, now and find out what we get and talk about what we get for five seconds and then watch an episode and come back and see if it's any good or not. One episode or how many episodes? One. One. Oh, man. See, sometimes you can get hit, though, 
where the first episode was really amazing, and then the rest of the show is shit. That's that's true. All right, I'm on Crunchyroll. Hitting the random button. All right, hitting random. Oh god, I don't want to box this. <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, episode <laughs> one. Hey, well, I got something I never would have watched either, so we we can decide. I have um, Black Butler. That's a girl's t- That's a girl show. Mm-hmm. It is. I agree. So you're gonna have so many you man know, crushes. We'll watch our each of our things and find out uh, that we like them. You never know. Yeah. So are we we doing this? You want to watch these and talk about them afterwards? Or? Yes, and then we're gonna also review Eka Thirteen. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I'll see you in 30 minutes, I there guess. There you go. Right. All right, we're back. Yes, I we are. watched Gundam Wing. And what did you watch? I watched Black Butler, The Circus. The Circus? The, the cir- Evidently, mine was a second season of Black Butler or a, <coughs> another season of Black Butler uh, because it definitely started acting like you knew what was going on and i definitely did not um was interesting though that was black butler book of circus uh as it was definitely not what i was expecting so yeah same here i'd never watched any gundam before and i was getting ready to shit on this show and then the ending happened and i was like oh shit it was actually kind of spoiled for me because i saw Something on Reddit not too long ago. But uh, if you want to start with yours. Okay. So everything I'd heard about Bat Butler had been what you had heard about it. That it was a show for women. And um, that it was all about, you know, attractive men in butler outfits and all these kind of things. And that aspect was definitely there. But the beginning, uh, we get something that... Uh, I don't know if this is from an earlier season or is a setup for the first season or what, but it looks like that you have a child in a in like a in a prison cage, but in what looks like the Roman Colosseum uh, in the center, and you are watching another child get literally murdered, like kind of um, almost looking like they are being sacrificed in some weird ritual, uh, and you have the child who ends up becoming our main character reaching their hand out saying someone save me and they seem to kind of summon some weird black monster like thing that takes their hand and then in the uh their left eye they get this weird um the child gets this it gets a weird pentagram purple pentagram that gets emblazoned on their eyeball in their left eye sounds a lot like kogias yeah, like a la Codias, which is supposed to be weird. Like, evidently, you find out later represents some contract between the kid and this weird black thing. And then we go into credits. Um, when we get out of credits, we see what you're supposed to assume, I guess, mostly from what other happen- things happen in the later episodes. Um, the child in bed being woken up by their butler. And here's where we get into the you know, women kind of stuff because it is definitely well-drawn butler, good-looking man. Um, and he's, you know, as he likes to say, he's one hell of a butler. Um, he unfortunately seems to have a very um, 
inept staff <laughs> rather than using three could he like the maid in one point rather than using three cups of detergent uses thirty so the room you know goes into all suds and stuff and he has to show in and uh take care of it awful. um awful the cook mating. evidently thinks um making cooking requires hev- heavy weaponry so at one point he comes in and literally shoots the wall out <laughs> with what looks like a um grenade launcher so there's a big hole in the wall of their house now that he had the lawyer the guy has to patch up um and so you know various hijinks come through and all this is going on while he's talking about you know the life of a butler and the butler is supposed to um make sure their master's life is easy and their his day starts before their master's because he has to iron the master's newspaper which i thought was hilarious <laughs> I I would I mean how would you even do that? It seems very like that carefully. Would, I mean, you wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you like bake the newspaper burst into flame? I mean, maybe it's a special Japanese non-flammable paper. I yeah, I don't know. This is set in London, so in like eighteen hundred, oh, well, early nineteen hundreds, maybe. I don't know. Um, I only you only figured that out by I only figured that out by watching the ending, but um. And then he's doing things like making tea and, you know, bringing the, the master <laughs> breakfast in bed and dressing him. And he puts on this weird, I don't know, maybe you have seen this. I haven't seen this. But they have, he puts on these weird socks where the socks have, like, garter belts so the socks don't fall down. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, the socks come up to the knees and you have, like, what looks like a garter belt that goes around the top of the sock. And ho- holding it up. Yep. Which was very weird. I had never seen that before. Um, <clears throat> and this kind of goes on. And while while this thing, they're preparing for guests, and while the guests are preparing on, the funny things happen with the other, um, the other people in the staff kind of messing things up. And it looks like it's going to be just a simple little comedy, and you almost forget about the weird beginning with the monster and all this kind of stuff. The a guest comes. And evidently they're there to do some weird business thing that I don't understand because I've not think I guess because I've not watched the other seasons. Um, but in the carriage on the way there, the guest is being really evil and is talking like you know I'm going to win even if I'm up against this person and you know and it's a bit weird even for a business a business transaction you know it's even beyond what even I'd expect somebody like Trump to do who's trying to take somebody over business wise. Um, he gets there, and it evidently turns out that this guy is something known as the Queen's Bulldog, the the little kid who has the butler, and is involved in taking care of things in the underworld for the Queen. Uh, and we get a scene where at 8 o'clock, the guest is expecting people to come in, gun bla- guns blazing, shoot the kid, shoot the butler, and he's going to be the, be a new a new order in the... Uh, underworld now we've had a little bit of hints before that the butler has kind of somewhat superhuman powers um but they're not you're not totally sure yet uh he's doing the the weird thing at one point where you he's pouring uh champagne but he has you have like a bunch of the the glasses Mm -hmm. on top of each other in a pyramid and you pour it in the top and it goes flows over into all the ones underneath waterfall yeah 
Okay, that has a specific name that you know. I'm I don't know. <laughs> this is like a champagne waterfall or fountain. Okay, or okay. Um, did not know that had a specific name. Cool. And the a maid wa- the maid walks in bringing appetizers, and she crashes into it, and you know you get this kind of very cool kind of um, slow motion pan around scene of where you can see it falling completely apart. Uh, <laughs> It looks like it's going to become this completely messed up place. But you see the butler move around and basically catch all of them. And it's like, you know, a ridiculous number of glasses before they fall and hit the ground. And you end up with two smaller um, champagne pyramids um, and everything is okay. (laughs) And the guest is like, what just happened? (laughs) Um, It was very suave and cool. The butler's like, this vintage is a little bubbly, so we gave it a good airing, like acting like everything was planned and everything is cool, uh, which was very awesome. But uh, it, he was moving in what seemed to be faster than should be humanly possible. At 8 o'clock, what is supposed to happen does not happen. The They've given a suite to the guest, and the guest is supposedly it's supposed to some weird Russian suite where somebody is supposed to find a doll inside the suite, and if you find that doll in the suite, you win. Uh, this is an actual real suite, I think. And they are doing at the same time, kind of, if you ever watched a food show, they're doing the look at this beautiful, you know, yep. piece, of, piece of cake or this beautifully manicured tea and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that's definitely there. Um... And he, he's trying to figure out what happened. Why are the people not there showing up? He bites into the suite, and he bites into not the Russian doll, but a um, bullet, a gun bullet. And he's huh. like, wait, what? And the um, butler is like, oh, yes, your friends left that for you. They got here bef- mon- hours before you did. So I gave them a, a traditional greeting. Cut back to an earlier scene, uh, and they do a little like effect on the screen where they have like things going in reverse for a little bit. <laughs> you have the butler um, finding people hiding with guns outside the house and becoming like superhuman ninja. So he's like flying through the air in his butler uniform, beating people up, and it's like an episode of Dragon Ball Z almost. It was incredible. Um, he's jumping up into the air, and of course, since he's a butler, he's throwing not shurikens, but he's throwing forks. But the forks are like going through people's heads, going through their hands. Um, you know, and it's just bloody and disgusting and amazing, and it's like, wow, this is totally out of place, but kind of cool. Um, and you just, you know, go out and you get a, later something else has happened. He finds more of them. He has the weird gun that the cook was using to try and, like, hunt things in the house. And he's now using it as a flamethrower and flamethrowing some more of them that are around the house. Um and it's just, I'm laughing because it's just so weird and unexpected because it's a total tonal shift as only anime can do tonal shifts. Um, but it works somehow. It's, it shouldn't work, but it seemed to work for me. I was laughing and enjoying myself. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll work long term. Uh, the other funny thing that happened, the person that runs the garden was 
had the roses looked like they were about to bloom. So he moved a uh, stove into the greenhouse to heat the heat greenhouse more and make the roses bloom faster. And of course, he ended up burning the roses in the process. So while all this is going on, the butler is going around and killing people and you know doing all this kind of stuff. Um, cut back to the scene where they're having dessert and the he's basically explaining this to the guy and the guy stands up and is like you know tries to shoot the butler the butler catches all the bullets and is like it's completely suave is like um how terrible i just returned your items to you and you've already lost more and he drops all the bullets from his hand onto the floor um and the guy looks at him and says monster and he's like how perceptive for a human like i said i'm one hell of a butler and he's like becoming big and black and he's basically turning into the black monster like thing that we saw in the beginning of the episode making the um contract with the boy in a cage in case you haven't already made the connection yet because by this time we've seen the little the pentagram in both of the butler's eyes and in the the child's left eye and the butler while the butler's dressing him the butler's putting a um eye patch over that eye then the the kid is like if you find out ever wondered why nobody knows what happens when you cross the queen's bulldog this would be because dead men tell no tales and he takes off his eye patch and you get, you know, a scene of everybody dying, basically, of the guy being, like, destroyed. Um, and then it twisted it again a little bit after the credits where the butler is, is putting his young master, as he calls him, to sleep. And he get the young master basically tells him to stay until he falls asleep. And then in kind of a... Because before he talked a lot about a butler's life as this and blah, blah, blah. In a twist of that, he says, a demon's life is hard. You have to stay up and, you know, and watch them at night and make sure nobody takes your prey so that you get a, a soul full of despair after your prey has had their you know, revenge, basically. And it's like, okay, what exactly is the relationship going on here? This is very strange now. Um, so it... it it really shifted from being something that was light and airy and hilarious to something that became really kind of dark um, and potentially very dark, I'm not sure, toward the end, which was entirely unexpected from anything that I had heard about Black Butler. Uh, and that has me intrigued. It, um... So it, you know, it was entertaining, drawn well voiced very well and you know i may if i have time go back and look at an earlier episode of the first season i was pretty fairly pleasantly surprised i expected to hate it when i saw it was black butler because it's like okay this is interesting um so yeah you know i don't know it had had it had some code kiosks uh, things about it. It had, I think there's a recent show where they make food and people have food orgasms. It had a little bit of that in it. Because um, they're all showing things like, oh, the food is so great. Had a little bit of inept comedy in the in all of the, his staff messing I think things up. You're talking up. about Food Wars. 
Yeah, Food Wars. Had a little bit of inept comedy in his staff messing everything up. And it had some really weird, dark, demon-like battle stuff that was kind of cool. So, and that's a mix that should not work. But like one hell of a butler, and literally he is one hell of a butler, evidently, because he's from hell, I suppose. Because um, he does talk about taking the guy's soul, like allowing him to do so. Uh, so they, they even they switched that saying which is really cool him making a souffle everything kind of seems to come together at least in this one episode and work and i was very pleasantly entertained hey everybody wanted to break in here and just let you know that uh taking notes and watching a japanese uh you know sub show uh i shouldn't be doing that apparently because uh i went and rewatched the gundam wing episode one with the english dub and i learned so much more that i didn't talk about in this episode and things make a lot more sense now. If you've seen the show, you can be like, God, that guy's an idiot. Anyway, have fun listening to my terrible, terrible review of Gundam Wing Episode 1. Gundam Wing. Apparently so aired just, in... just Gundam Wing or... Yep, mostly Gundam subtitle? Wing. Uh, just, just as Gundam I Wing. I ask because there's like 501 Gundams. Uh, yeah, this is Gundam Wing. Okay. Usually that's like Gundam Seed or Gundam Unicorn or... Yeah. Yeah. So this one aired in 1995. Okay. Earlier uh, Gundam. Yeah. It's like it was even earlier. Uh, the animation, oh, does not hold up. If you're mm. used to watching today's anime, obviously. Um, the cat, the opening is pretty catchy, but it's. Very, I thought this was 80s to be honest. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the first thing it <clears throat> it aired in 95. <clears throat> so, um. So apparently, I had that problem with Ergo Proxy. I thought Ergo Proxy was a 90s anime, but the first one evidently aired in 2006. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we start with Max attacking a, na- a spaceship, like NASA-style spaceship. You know, the one you see. Mm-hmm. Um, humans have become a new, began a new colony on a planet, but the United Earth... Uh, Sphere Alliance, that's their name, uh, has gained military power and seizes control of the colony. Um, the colony year is 195. I don't know if that means 195 years later. I, I don't know. Uh, they began this thing called Operation Meteor, I think. I think they've got this mixed up because they talk about it. I think it was Rebels came up with a thing called Operation Meteor and they were sending in arms via like these silver spheres that look like shooting stars and that uh, people were trying to f- the alliance was trying to find the spheres and then we were watching this pilot um throughout the beginning um like do his own little mission but we weren't really told what was going on um so apparently the spaceship that they first attacked or was going, I, I don't know, nothing happened apparently. I, 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 it looks like this spaceship was originally on the colony and they were going back to Earth. It looked just like a plane on the inside, like seats, everything else. Apparently you can like go from the colony to Earth and vice versa. So one of the first things that got me was in the Gundam, the radar flashed red and blue. And I was like, good God, you did, not, did you not know about seizures? <laughs> like, literally, they'd be like, bloop, 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 bloop. And they're like, oh. 
red and blue. I'm like fucking hell. <laughs> um. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so basically, the rebel, the rebel pilot, and the alliance, uh, who they were cha- the alliance was chasing the rebel pilot, got into a battle, and the and the and the rebel pilot turned into a Gundam, and then they started fighting. Um. The guy's name, the the rebel leader or something, I guess, who was in the spaceship, was named Lieutenant Zax. So, and he has a Gundam called the Leo Mobile Suit. I I don't know. And apparently the guy who is in the uh, Alliance, or not the Alliance, I'm sorry, the Rebel. Um, So sorry, I may have missed that. The Rebel leader... We don't know. The Alliance leader is Lieutenant Zack, and he has that Leo suit. Apparently, I think I got this right, the the Rebel guy has what's called a Oz mobile suit. I, I Again, this was very much written for, like, you've got to know the show, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now the Rebel guy turned into a mobile suit, and they started fighting some more. And then, like, the nobodies, you know, like the peons, are like, oh, we'll get him, boss. And then he, like, kamehamehad, like, a big-ass bolt of, like, yellow light from his mobile suit and blew them all up. And then they ran away scared. But then the guy got shot down. Um, the, 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 civil, the, the rebel guy got shot down. And apparently you can just, uh, because he was entering the Earth's atmosphere at the time, so apparently he was low enough to just uh, parachute out. Uh, and they end, they landed in the Asian area of Earth, in the JAP Asian area. So literally they called it the Jap. I was like, that's kind of offensive. Yeah. So. But, I mean, I suppose the Jap's doing it. I don't know. So. Yep. So meanwhile, we go back to this guy on the spaceship with his cute daughter. And his name's Mr. Dorian. Apparently, he he's like the foreign minister for Earth, and he's he's uh, like negotiating with the colonies so they don't attack Earth or something like that. Okay. Um, the daughter's birthday is coming up soon, so apparently, you know, high-ranking military official. And the daughter's like, oh, I'll get my own ride home. No problem. So they just left her. So they got into a limo and like, okay, see ya. Like, okay, that's kind of weird transition. Yeah, well, was this while this war is going on? I don't know if it's a war. I don't know. Okay. But she's walking and she's near a beach apparently. And she finds a body on the beach. So she runs down and she calls an ambulance and the body turns out to be the guy who was in the rebel pilot in the mobile suit. Yeah, of course. So he wakes up as the ambulance arrives. So he, like, gets up and is like, did you see? And she's like, see what? And so he, like, pushed something on his suit that made it explode. And then he flew back like he got shot. And they were talking about him committing suicide. 
possibly. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. like, he's been, on, he's never been on Earth. He'll want to step on the planet. So I thought at first he committed suicide, but he didn't. So then he jumped up, and like a team of like ambulance people, like came jumping out of the ambulance. There's like four of them. He like karate kicked them all, and then he like jumped in the air, smashed out the windshield or the passenger side window of the ambulance, and like kicked the driver out, and then drove the ambulance away. Nice. Really weird. <laughs> and then they like. So let's see. Oh, and then they go to like these random other like battle suit. Like they're just randomly like on like this planet of like winter. And there's like an emo guy who's like an emo like pilot. Like he's got long hair and he like talks all monotone. Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl pilot. And she's like, oh, they're like, surrender. And, and she's like, oh, if you surrender, I'll. I'll you know I'll spare your life and the people are like oh no fire get her and she's standing still and all the bullets are just going around her so apparently you know these these rebel these these alliance people can't shoot with shit yeah. but you know she comes over and she, like karate chops them and like blows three of them up at once and she's they, like they they learned to shoot from the um, from the Star Wars this, yeah exactly this, the Star Wars they went to the <laughs> they went they went to the uh, the the uh, Rebel Alliance uh, Star Wars Shooting Academy. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it was pretty bad. I was like, what? So now we get, we don't even get introduced to them, though. They're just like, we get told, like, one girl or one person, his name is, like, Tora or Tawa. I think mm-hmm. I misspelled it. I spelled it T-R-O-W-A, but I think I misspelled it. And, like, he's like, I am Tora. I'm like, okay. Let's Okay, you guys are a team. Apparently, I don't know why you're telling you people, you know, why you're telling everyone your name. Like it just seemed kind of weird. But they're like, yeah, they didn't even introduce people. Like they were just like this random scene of like more fighting. It was really weird. But the big thing. So this is what's that? Mobile suit Gundam wing. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if this is supposed to be the first one. No. Here. I don't know, but this is like... Oh, excuse me, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, like, God, this this episode sucks. Like, what am I... You know, I wasn't too happy at first. Like, because it's just like... They're trying to cram, like, action with the cool transformation scenes mm-hmm. along with, like, more action. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like... Like, obviously, I had never watched any Gundam before, so... Obviously, me, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But someone who had been accustomed to Gundam, they'd probably be right at home. They're like, oh, yeah, woo! There's, because they made a big deal. He's like, oh, he's got a, he's moving from, like, one kind of Gundam to, like, a mobile suit Gundam uh, that the pilot did. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a big deal out of that, but I was like, the only difference was, like, it turned white and, like, it, it was, like, shiny in the sun. And I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so they then like panda her rain. Re- oh, and the girl's name is Rarina or Ralina. Raylina? I don't know. It's R E L E N A. That's the girl we get finally introduced because when the guy drives his ambulance away, she's like, Hi, my name is Rarina Dorian, and who are you? And then like just pants the next scene. So, uh, also, there was, like, this weird, like, 
committee of people like in the alliance like fighting and I thought it was kind of funny instead of like drawing out this elaborate sequence of people talking they just like freeze framed for a good 15 or 20 seconds on a chandelier while people argued like I think they've spent all their budget animating all the you know transitions and and um, action scenes so like mm-hmm. shit we need to start cutting corners Mm-hmm. Um. So the big climax of this episode, and I was getting ready to be like, "God damn it, this this show, this this is dumb. Why can't everyone like Gundam?" And and I was thinking too because, you know, my very first show I ever watched besides Cowboy Bebop and stuff was Full Metal Panic. I could see where Full Metal Panic heavily drew upon Gundam for their their robots, whereas I think feel like always felt like Gundam focused more on the robots um, and stuff like that where Full Metal Panic is a comedy and focuses more on the people piloting them. The Um, Gundam I've watched mm -hmm. and I've been told and I think this is one because this is one that came out in the 90s and was on Toonami and... I think it was, yes. I think Gundam Wing was. I'm reading what they said on a review about it now and my problem with Gundam has always been it seemed to be like fetishizing the robots and the technology and all this kind of stuff and oh, not yeah, talk yeah. about characters and not talk about plot or anything yeah. like that. Well, but uh, so let me, let me, a little bit I'm reading here says this didn't do that. Did this seem to have interesting So that's what leads me to my interesting next interesting meta plot. Yes, so here's what here's what, here's a climax. Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, ah, right. oh, it's just been robot after robot and here are these other random robots, and these other pilots who they don't even really tell you much. They're just fighting other robots and I think they're the good guys we're supposed to cheer for but I don't know all they say is like wow and the colony was taken over by the United Earth Sphere Sphere Alliance and like they don't tell me a good job of like what they did to, other than like they show like people like enslaved or something like you know like a mass of people like with their hands up it's like, mm-hmm. what, did they oppress this colony? Like, was it supposed to be like a happy colony of like, hey, we're going to go do this thing on this planet. And then like they showed up and they're like, fuck you guys. We're going to rule this planet. Yeah. A united sphere for life. Fuck you guys and your abilities. And then the rebels could showed up. They didn't do a very good job of explaining all that in this in this first episode. But the, so I've said this four or five times. The climax because you're right. I'm thinking the same thing. Robots, robots, robots. We cut to her school. And she shows up in a pink limo. And the school is like this big, gallant, like, academy or something. And all the girls wear these red dresses. And they look fancy. And apparently everyone's talking about Marina not showing up to school. But it's her birthday tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, I wonder who she's going to invite. Oh, man, I wish I could go to her birthday. And then she shows up for school, and everyone flocks around her, and she's like, Ohio, and everyone's all happy to see her. Apparently, she's like the queen bee of the school, and everything revolves around her, apparently. So, she goes to class, and the nun comes in, so I was like, okay, it's a Catholic rich person school, apparently. And guess who's the new transfer student? The pilot from before! But he looks like a butler. He's all dressed up in fancy clothes and, you know, it's all all fancy dressed. So then they cut to this rooftop where I guess it's like a, a rooftop cafe where they... We, we saw this before in the previous scene. That's where everyone hangs out, apparently. 
So the mm-hmm. guy's off by himself around the corner where everyone else is kind of hanging out doing their own thing. And Rarina, or Rarina, or how do you say her name, she gives him an envelope. And she goes, this is an invitation for my birthday party. Please come. And he Wait, takes, he's inviting the guy she found on the beach yes, as a new transfer the, student who's a rebel. Yes. Okay. Well, we don't. Well, rebel in the terms of she doesn't know anything about him. She's a rebel pilot, uh-huh. but she first found him on the beach. You know, right? Oh, she doesn't know anything. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't know anything. All right. So he takes it, and he looks like he's going to read it, and he rips it up in front of her. Oh, I was damn. cheering. I was like, "Oh shit!" And she starts. She roll, a tear rolls down her cheek, and he takes his finger, and he brushes the tear away. And as he walks by, he leans into her, and says, "I'll kill you," and walks away. Oh fuck! Okay. And the scene just ends with her saying, "What? Like I don't know what to do, or what does he mean by that?" <laughs> going on here yeah and then seeing show ends so that fucking last like minute of the show i want to watch more now yeah because i want to know what's gonna happen and i'll be honest like a week or two ago on the r anime subreddit someone had posted like that scene um or something or true anime i don't know which one it was but um so I didn't seen it before, but I didn't get the full context. I just saw a little clip, and I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. That's heartless. But then you see it in the full thing. It was still awesome, though, because I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, okay, something you know, robots. Hi, buddy. Sorry, my cat's trying to, like, climb on my lap. Um, You know, robots and this and that. And I've never been a – like, the most robot show I liked was Full Metal Panic, and I always loved Full Metal Panic. Um or called Geass. Be- What's that? Do you watch Excel Saga? I own Excel Saga. Okay, that's a robot show, isn't it? No. Think of something else. Yeah, think of think okay, of it called Geass or or yeah. Robotics Notes or whatever. It's the one where with surfing. Surfing. They, they, I'll make fun of the ending because they put a heart on the moon at the end all the time. Oh, you're thinking? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking? Um, Eureka Seven. Yeah, Eureka Seven. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. Oh, yeah, no, speak a little bit closer into your microphone. Yeah, Eureka Seven. That's a robot show, and I thought you liked that one a little bit too. But yeah, no, I do. I, I own it. Okay, on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but again, that like show doesn't focus solely on the robots. Like right, you were no, saying, it's not, it doesn't have what I thought was the Gundam problem of you know. We're going to spend this time talking about, ooh, this robot has... This oh, it has seven articular accesses with a yeah. gyroscope. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. And the mood yeah. red painting illuminates the sky. And, and then... You know, when I've seen, I watched, I think, Gundam Unicorn. You yeah. Know, the first episode of Gundam Unicorn at one point, and it was like, oh, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> but, um, but again, it's not for... I think those shows are meant for a completely different genre of fan. I, I think at this point... Um, you almost have to stop and start at the beginning and really want to get into that. Because I think by this point, they're just catering to the hardcore fans who are like, Hey guys, you like Gundam? Well, here's more. You know, it's not meant for normies, you know. Yeah. Whereas casual. this is a more along the lines of something that's early-ish, I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, yeah. That final minute, like, clinched it. The music was pretty good, too. Huh. But I found it funny, you know, like, the long, like, when they didn't want to animate shit, they're just like, here, let's pan to a screen. Let's <laughs> pan to a chandelier. And let's hold on that for 15 seconds. I mean, you're just staring at a chandelier while people are like, mm, oh, my, my goodness. You want to fight? Oh, and they're go calm down. Like, you know, stereotypical, like, hot-headed, dumbass banter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty okay. Um, I may watch more just because I'm curious to see more about it, but I still feel like I probably won't watch it because... <sighs> probably just because the the fetish I want to know more about the people not I don't care about the conflict I don't care about the stuff surrounding the you know I don't care about the stuff surrounding the the conflict or the war or whatever of course they haven't really done a good job explaining it so I don't know I think maybe you should give it a couple more it has 49 episodes so maybe don't watch all of them but I'll be interested to hear you what you think about it a certain number yeah. I don't know if mine has interested you in Black Butler at all, but um, the... It sounds a lot like Hayate the Combat Butler, where it's kind of high, goofy hijinks, as well as Common No Made Guy, which sounds a lot uh, more like that. Right. And I have never, I've never watched those either. I'm looking for one, a show that your gate description... I mean, excuse me, not gate. I'm looking through my history right now. Your um, description of that made me... Arg, um, no, it's not Argvelion. Um, so yeah, so you had said you hadn't seen Aldo No Zero, right? No. Nope. Yeah, that that sounds a lot like what you're describing, and I had really enjoyed Aldo No Zero, so I may have to check that out. Um, I thought we I know somebody on Twitter who likes Gundam. I'll talk to him. Pats. But um, Austin Walker will. Pats is huge into Gundam. Zach, wait, Zach likes Gundam. No, no, Zach. Pats. Hmm. Okay. If you talk to self Pats about it, that might be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'll see if I can get him on or something. Yeah. Anyway, ACA 13 or ACCA 13. All right. So I'm going to do this review slightly differently. Um, the This is going to be a three-layered review because this is a show that I really don't want to spoil, and it works if you don't spoil it, okay? So... First layer. This show is good. You should go watch it if you like good plot, character-heavy, slow-moving shows, and you don't need a lot of action. If that's all you need to go watch this show, stop listening now. All right. Second layer review. Um, I think Cowboy Bebop is a little overrated. What? This show, yep, I know. I must, my, that's my unpopular anime opinion. This show has the style of Cowboy Bebop. It has the... Um, the good music, the kind of the art style, and has the the jazz influenced stuff. Uh, mixes it with a little bit of noir, which I thought Cowboy Bebop tried to do but didn't do as well. The more uplifting noir here, especially and especially in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but Cowboy Bebop was more like a show. You can watch any episode in any order. You don't yes. need to watch. And, I, and that's that's part of the problem. <laughs> this has an act. This has an actual plot that you can follow and is well done and is good. Um, so this is like Cowboy Bebop with a better plot. Now it's not set in space. It's set on in on Earth and a planet, and you get political machinations mechanations or the plot. So it's like Cowboy Bebop, but as a on Earth detective noir show. 
Okay. So, if that sounds interesting to you, stop listening now. Go watch it. All right. A little more in-depth review. So, this is ACCA. It's, the subtitle is the, uh, in Japanese, is Ku Kanasta Kana, Kansatsu Ka Inspection Department. That's evidently what that translates to. And ACCA 13, the Inspection Department. This is set in a weird uh, island nation with 13 districts. This should sound a lot like Japan at this point. I think it's supposed to be somewhat a Japan-type history-type thing, alternate history thing, but I am not sure. Um, it's set in what is called the Kingdom of Dawa. It has 13 states. It is an actual confederation rather than like the United States where the federal government is, seems to be very powerful. Each state is individually very powerful. The uh, and There's what is called an inspection department that goes around to each state and kind of does mild inspections and looks for corruption of various types. There's a monarch. It is run nominally by a king. Monarch is 99 years old. Uh, we see a prince. The prince is a total douche, basically. He wants to dissolve the ACCA and end up running things in more of a dictatorial fashion. Uh, the ACCA was set up, and we had this confederacy set up because there was evidently a big, huge revolution in the past, a lot of loss of life, and they gave independence to each of the 13 uh, areas so that there would not be this kind of big uprising again. Uh, so and we are kind of, you know, we have this way. It's an, somewhat an uneasy piece. One of the main ideas of the ACCA, the inspection department, is that they are supposed to go around and look for people looking to overthrow the system. Uh, that's partially their job. Our main character is uh, Gene Otis, who is a basically works for the ACCA as an inspector. His sister, Lada, who is a manager of an apartment building in the city in which they live, they he's going out on inspections. And the first episode especially, it's just very scene-setting, so it seems almost like this is going to quickly become a slice-of-life show. But there's some weird things around the edges, even in the first two episodes, where... He's receiving weird cigarettes, and cigarettes in this world are incredibly highly taxed, and you evidently have to be the richest of the rich to have them. And Gene is seen always smoking, but he should not be making enough money to have this kind of money for cigarettes, though he's the way that he's using them. There also, he also has a close friend is called Nino, who seems to always be around him all the time. And it's almost, you know, it's... it's could be considered stalkerish, but you're not sure what's going on, especially in the first few episodes. So everything is very, very mysterious. Everything is, and it's, is, you know, I know what's going on here, but I'm not trying not to give too many things away, but it's definitely a show that re rewards repeat viewing because you notice, will notice things that, oh, this is, was precipitating this in the, in the future. Um, quickly becomes there there might be a conspiracy for overthrow going on and it becomes who is in on the conspiracy who is not is gene getting mixed up in it was he mixed up in it from the beginning of somebody else's design or his own 
he can can kind of come off as as not very intelligent but you see some very first things in a few episodes where he will he very quickly sees problems and sees areas of corruption that other people might have missed uh so kind of eventually you get into kind of a code geass power manipulation type stuff going on uh, and it's very interesting to see all of that play out if you enjoy slower paced methodical mystery political manipulation shows you owe it to yourself to go watch this right now there's not much action in fact there's only probably about a couple scenes that would be considered action scenes but all of it is very very interesting it's also animated absolutely beautifully um it has a little bit of the uh the food fetishing from black butler it does things with bread uh, it talks about sandwich bread a lot. Uh, that, but that becomes important from a plot perspective, not just from a. This is you know fetishizing food. Um, it actually becomes important for why he likes this so much and all these various things. And I'm trying to very carefully here not to give things away. Um, it it has some aspects of kind of a. Um, not really a mystery from set a set in the early ages of a monarchy in Europe, but does have some of that. Who is related to a king? Who is not? Who is who is going to be overthrowing? Who is not? You know, mysteries type stuff going on there. Uh, lost ancestries, all that kind of thing. This this you know I give this like a. 8.8 out of 10. Uh, one of the surprising shows I've seen in the last couple of seasons. Done very well. Great animation, great music, great characters. Very interesting plot. Uh, if you can go like slow political machinations. I was trying to remember the name of a uh, two or three years ago a spy movie that I saw at an art theater. Um, set in Europe, in England in the 80s. And it has a lot of that vibe of an 80s spy movie where you don't know who to trust. You're not sure who what, who's in on which faction or who's in on which plan and how many plans there are in various different people. Um, it's definitely a wheels within wheels kind of show. And the... But I could not remember the name of the movie, unfortunately. Um... I guess it's, but if Code Geass is like James Bond, this is like that slower version, methodical, 80s spy movie kind of paced show. And done very, very well. So I'm, I highly recommend going and watching it if any of this sounded interesting to you at all. Cool. All right. Um,. <clears throat> Any characters you like particularly, or was there any kind of kind of like? Gene is very interesting. Can't talk more about why. Uh, Loda is also very interesting. She comes off as very innocent and stays that way kind of throughout. Um, very much a foil for kind of the more of the noir aspects that are going on. Um, everybody else is all corrupt and everything, and she's this totally innocent, totally I'm going to believe the best about everybody. Um, no, I can't give the main example of that because it would spoil things um, throughout the entire show. Uh, and it, But it doesn't come off as grating, 
for whatever reason. Either it is because he's just kind of not there as often. She's really a supporting character, not a main character. Um, and then all the other characters and the people in ACCA are very interesting. Um, Wav, Spade, are just very well drawn and very just interesting characters with interesting quirks. Gotcha. Where can you watch it? Uh, this is on Crunchyroll. Alright. How many episodes? Uh, 12. Okay. So it's so quick. It's a shorter one. Mm-hmm. Alright. It's uh, aired in 2000, January 10th, 2017. So it's a, I guess that's uh, is that a winter for us? Or is yeah, it'd be a winter. A winter 2017 show. Um, didn't seem to be get there weren't many comments. I uh, scored 7.76 on my anime list, but uh, I score it higher than that. Would you give it? Uh, you know, if you're looking for an action show, definitely don't go watch it. If you're looking for a romantic comedy, no, don't go watch this. Um, this is a, an, I think, an adaptation of a manga, um, but as most of these are, it is very, very well done. I recommend it. All right. Well, that's Aga 13. And that's the end of our show. So next time, uh, Zach and I should probably be reviewing uh, Attack on Titan Season 2 here coming down the pipe. Everybody, thanks for listening. BondsIB.com front slash reviews. Find our review index. Tons of the shows from myself, Zaldar, Zach, even Pat from back in the day. <laughs> so take it easy, everybody. All right. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.